Welcome to another episode of Talk of Tonawanda. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts and guests only that do not represent any other individual or organization. It's episode 20. We're, 20. We're almost old enough to drink. We are. 20. 20. How did that happen? I, I said I, that at 19, 17, 16, 5. Know, we all have, of them. I, I said it at every single one. It's amazing. You know what it is? We're just entertaining. We are a delight. So, I mean, it just it just goes hand in hand. We are a delight to inform. And inform. And, and you know, I've always got to lead off these episodes. i got to quiz you on what national days it is. Okay, go ahead. Well, what national days is it? What do you guess? Thursday, uh, July 14th is National Flower Day. No, 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 no. no what, what could no, it be? No, actually it's uh, National Grand Marnier Day. Now, I don't know if they're talking Mariner or Marnier, because... One's a sailor, one's, and one's a, a drink. Beverage. Well, you know, if it's a drunken sailor, isn't it really the same thing? Pretty much. It, it's exactly the and same thing. salute to our fellow veterans in the Navy. Thank you very much. You know I like food. And the Merchant Marine, yeah. Coast Guard. Coast Guard, yes. Okay, so cover them all. we got a National Food Day. You know I love those. Uh, ice Cream Sandwich Day. No, 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 no. Think creamy, gooey, delicious goodness. Used to be a side dish, now people actually think it's a meal. Uh, tiramisu. No, that is a meal. No, National Macaroni and Cheese Day. Macaroni and Cheese Day. Jeez. Last week it was Macaroni Day. Now it's Macaroni and Cheese Day. We are progressing. We Perfect. We grow with the times. We have a local restaurant here in Mooney's that has phenomenal macaroni oh, and cheese. Oh, the they do. That lobster mac and cheese? Yes. It's a killer. Go get it. How about National Tape Measure Day? You like tools? Well, my tape measure is a Stanley tape measure, of course. Uh, mine is not. Mine is a Klein. Oh. Well, knockoff. It's a Stanley knockoff. No, 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 no. no. It's, okay. It's the electrician specialist got magnets on it. There's one more day, but listen, I do not want you to celebrate this day. Not ever. I mean, maybe in private you can, but no around me. It's National Nude Day. No. I didn't realize there had to be a day to be nude, but apparently they needed a special day assigned. For, for all that. the newborns, it's okay. No, this is probably why I hid indoors today. Yes. It just disturbs me. Yes. And your wife and your wife thought better of it. Yeah. Yesterday though, I sat on the front porch. I had music drifting up and down the street. It was it was wonderful. We had uh, Meet the Bacons was down here at the gazebo at Clinton Park. Fantastic. And, uh, you know, How was that? It was wonderful. We got food truck Thursdays tonight, but you know we're here. We're doing our thing. But there's a good reason we're here. Yes. We have a couple of amazing folks. We have both Heidi and Angelina from Hearts and Hands. Welcome to our humble podcast. Welcome. Welcome. How, how are you? you? You're both smiling. You can't see the smiles, but trust me, they're smiling. <laughs> I don't know if it's the fact that I look silly, but how are you folks doing today? We're delighted to be here. Yes. Yes, doing well. Doing well. You know, you seem nervous just a little bit, Angelina. Are you nervous at all? Not at all. No, not at no. all? All right. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> just, it must be the fact that I'm wearing clown makeup and have a Star Wars outfit. But, you know, that happens from time to time. True. It was my turn. Uh, Carl had his on last week. Now, what is Hearts and Hands? Well, Hearts and Hands was founded 19 years ago. So I'm proud to say that we are local and we are a well-established not-for-profit 
serving seniors throughout the region, uh, Eastern Niagara County and Erie County. And what exactly does Hearts and Hands do, Angelina? Yes, so we're volunteer-based, and our volunteers assist with transportation to medical appointments, the grocery store to run errands, hang out with family and friends, um, go to the hair salon, hardware store, you name it. If we can find a volunteer to match with our care recipient, we'll take you there. How many, uh, how many care recipients do you have? So across all of our service areas, uh, annually we serve just about um, over 1,000 care receivers, give or take. Um, but with that, we have about 240 wonderful active volunteers currently that serve those individuals. 240? That's yes. amazing. That's absolutely amazing that you yeah. have that many. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's great. And, you know, our team does a wonderful job at recruiting those volunteers, and they're really the heart and soul of what we do. How long is the commitment for a volunteer, like on any given day, for instance? It's flexible. We don't have any sort of commitment requirement. Okay. It's truly pick a request as you see fit with your interests and your schedule. Uh, if you're a snowbird and want to go to Florida for six months and come back and pick up volunteering, we're here waiting for you. And truly, it's at each individual's you know schedule and interests. Tell us the communities that you're currently serving. Uh, all of Erie County. Okay. And then Eastern Niagara County, so pretty much all of Niagara County with the exception of Niagara Falls right now. So is this just basically a, a ride uh, to someplace, or do you actually do some other services for your clients? We do other services as well. We have uh, three pillars of service. So we talked about transportation, which is our primary service model. And then we also have wonderful volunteers that will assist in the home, help out with some household chores, some like yard work or home maintenance, and occasionally some snow shoveling, if we can find a volunteer for that. And then we also have a group of volunteers that do wonderful companionship services. So frizzits, phone really pals. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Th this would be a great time to give your phone number and your web, web address and your email address. Yes, yeah, so our phone number is 716-406-8311. You can call that number whether you're in need of services or looking to volunteer. And then our email address is volunteerhnh.org. I will spare you of our email address, though, because it is quite lengthy. <laughs> now, okay. uh, Heidi, I see that you're the outreach coordinator, and that's a big word. Tell us some of the stuff that you have to deal with, some of the challenges that you have, and, and, and maybe some of the joys. There's got to be a lot of joy in this, too. There is a lot of joy. Uh, I wish the people could see the world through our window because um, it's amazing when Western New Yorkers are called, they respond, they help their neighbors. Uh, Hearts and Hands is really about providing a caring community where people are concerned about you and want to engage with you. So although we provide services, we also make that human connection that you know that we all need. And that's probably what sets us apart. Uh, but Hearts and Hands in terms of outreach, well, Angelina and I both are out speaking to groups on a regular basis, faith partners, uh, senior groups, uh, fraternal groups, professional groups. Uh, we really uh, are happy to share our stories, our testimonials, and let people know in the community what we do and how they can help. Now, in a time when volunteerism has been profoundly impacted, it just seems to be less and less... It really is impressive, 240 drivers. Is that enough? Or, I mean, do you have some that are just like a few hours a week and do you always need more? 
We always need more volunteers, and that's really uh, our mission. Um, you know, when I speak to folks about volunteering, they're very clear on the fact that they're making a difference in the life of a senior. They're helping their neighbor, maybe get their neighbor to church or get to the grocery store or a needed medical appointment. But even uh, mowing the lawn or trimming the shrubs, uh, washing the kitchen floor, whatever it is, uh, the volunteers tell me, boy, I wish I had done this sooner. I know I'm helping them, but I feel terrific doing this. It feels good to know that I'm helping my neighbors stay independent, and I'm needed. So that's what we hear quite often. Now, seniors are living longer, healthier lives, but it doesn't mean they can always drive or get around. So uh, the motivation in starting this is obvious, but how did Hearts and Hands get started? What was, what was the founding of that yes. whole process? So it's a wonderful story that both Heidi and I love to share. Um, we were founded by Reverend Marianne Pula, who at the time, back in the 1990s, was the associate pastor of Akron First United Methodist Church. She saw a need with members of her congregation that were having a harder time getting to their medical appointments, church gatherings, having food access, being such a rural area in Akron, that she really just developed this wonderful process over the course of about seven years of recruiting volunteers within her congregation and the community and really grew it into, at the time, a significant ministry to where she received grant funding in 2003 to make us a, a nonprofit. And really, since 2003, for the past 19 years, we've hit the ground running. And we have a, a slogan, which is Neighbors Helping Neighbors. And we really keep that community feel within each of the cities, towns, and villages that we serve. Yeah, that is really So if somebody just needs some, like a ride to the doctor or over to a friend's house for a visit, uh, that's available to them if it's just like a once in a while kind of thing or you have to keep a schedule and how long in advance does somebody have to call you to ask you for one of your rides or services? Yeah, so it could be once in a while or a routine basis. We do ask for seven days notice before someone puts a request in with us just so we can you know, work to find an available volunteer for them. And whether, you know, we're needed, let's say, once a week to go to the grocery store, we're available. If you have an upcoming surgery and you need transportation for that as well, um, really just that seven-day notice rule is the biggest factor. And then to mention, for those that receive services, they're allowed up to four requests per month. So four different days of transportation, but they can go to three different places within that day. So really 12 in total split up between four different days That's within a amazing. month. That's absolutely amazing. 12 places in, in, one, in one month trip. Mm -hmm. So if somebody just like had to pick up a prescription or stop off at the grocery store and then uh, stop off and maybe pick up uh, in order to go for lunch or a dinner, that's all available? Yes. If we have a volunteer, it's available. And what are the hours that you normally service your clients uh, from, from one in the morning to in the afternoon, early evening? How was that set up? It, we're flexible with that as well. Um, we run our services seven days a week. Um, no technical hourly requirement. Or if some of our volunteers prefer evenings after their work hours or weekends, so uh, we're flexible. What is the, the most common transportation? Is it shopping, medical appointments, or is it... Uh, you know, I just need to get out. It's a little of everything, but certainly medical appointments are um, a large request. 
followed by probably getting groceries, getting to a food bank, uh, accessing food. That's really important. Um, and did we mention along the line, there's no cost for our services. I want to make sure people know that. No tipping and no cost. So it really uh, allows people to access services that are greatly needed without any financial hardship. And I'd like to just add something else that I think is really worth mentioning here. We also provide free grocery shopping and delivery. A lot of folks really, oh. especially during the pandemic, were uncomfortable going to a grocery store. Absolutely, uh, yes. And seniors especially. So this was a concern. We had volunteers who would go to their home and pick up a written list. That's with pen and paper, not on the computer, not on your cell phone, but a handwritten list and a payment card. They went to the grocery store, shopped, and delivered everything to the doorstep. So this was a tremendous help to folks who couldn't get out, who were concerned about getting out, and it didn't cost them. The services in Buffalo are great, but not everybody has a cell phone or a computer, and certainly uh, the fees are sometimes difficult for people. So this was another way we helped folks and continue to do so. How, how is all of your goodwill being funded? So, Where does that yeah, funding come from? Um, a plethora of places. Uh, we do, as a nonprofit, rely on grants. Um, we have generous funding through the Department of Transportation, um, Erie County, Niagara County, um, other grants that we apply for. Being that we are initially a faith-based organization, uh, we have partnerships with almost 50 churches throughout all of our service areas and run a campaign with them every year, and then donation-based as well. So you're still looking for some funding, and you're yes. still able to accept donations in kind, perhaps, we monetary are. donations. Mm -hmm. uh, but do you have a physical building where everything goes out of, or are you mostly an office where you're doing all your dispatching the rides from there? So it's um, three different office locations. Our main office is located in Lockport, New York. Uh, we also have a satellite office in Akron, which we're out of two days a week. We have a volunteer coordinator there two days a week. And then we have an office out of a senior center in Buffalo, and our volunteer coordinator for that area is there seven days a week. Otherwise, we have staff that works from home, or like Heidi and myself, we're always on the road, out and about speaking, um, you know, holding meetings and whatnot. So um, we do have physical office locations that individuals could stop in and say hi if we're there. Otherwise, everything is pretty much done digitally. Volunteers log into a website called Assisted Rides, see what's available, assign themselves to it, or we just give them a phone call if they choose not to use that technology. How's, how's the growth been in your client base? Has it been steady? Has it gone up? Has it gone down? Where are we? It's, it's July. Are you, are you still in a growth pattern or are you kind of steady? We are very much always in a growth pattern. Um, the pandemic brought a lot of new growth and challenges. Actually, it allowed us to officially serve all of Erie County, which was great. It, but, you know, speaking of the, we'll say the Kenton area specifically, um, we have well over 50 individuals that are on a waiting list to receive services. And that number just grows day by day and hence the need for volunteers. So walk me through a typical pickup and let's say a trip to the grocery store and a stop at a restaurant. Does, does the driver come to the door and get the client and assist them into the car if they need that assistance and also help them into the house and bring the groceries in or are they just 
you know, how does all that go? Explain that to us. It's the cab up front that hits the horn. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, part of our personalized service is the fact that the volunteer does go to the door to greet you. They wear a name badge with their picture and their first name so they can be easily identified as a Hearts and Hands volunteer. It's certainly more comfortable to be greeted at your front door rather than getting in a car with somebody you've never met. So the introductions happen at the door. The volunteer then will uh, assist the uh, individual to the car. They have to be able to walk on their own. But it's just really nice to know that there's somebody who can identify obstacles in the path, open your car door, make sure it's shut securely, and then you're buckled in and off you go. Now, some of the folks do ask that the volunteer come into the grocery store, and we have volunteers who are delighted to do that. Other folks tell me, just drop me off. My time at Wegmans is my bliss, and I want to wander, and I want to smell the fresh baked goods and buy all the wonderful things I didn't know I had to have. So uh, we can accommodate both types of requests. In other words, they're sneaking desserts without witnesses. You know it. Yes. You know wow. it. Now, you, although we take it to something different besides a grocery store visit, what about somebody wants a ride and companionship going to the Erie County Fair or, you know, the Italian Festival? What about something like that? Yeah, so as um, we mentioned, if there's a volunteer that, you know, is willing to do that and would like to experience such activities, we definitely can accommodate that. Um, it's always, you know, our programs are we call best efforts, where we try our darndest to find an available volunteer. Um, and if we have that person available, we make that connection. And, um, you know, I'm sure it's happened before, going to different festivals or events, and really they enjoy their time together. Now, have, have you uh, ever had groups that want to go where you have to coordinate more than one driver? Well, uh, really our model is a one volunteer with uh, perhaps an individual or a couple in the car. We do have a van we've been able to use for certain social events. Uh, that isn't really so much our, our model. Our model is really the idea that you're connecting with a volunteer so you have that social mm -hmm. interaction, delightful conversation, maybe finding out you're related to each other. I mean, we're in Western New York. That happens all the time. Um, we do ask that people be able to walk to the car, as a lot of our volunteers themselves are seniors. So if they have a walker or a cane, not a problem. We can put those in the car. We can put them in the trunk. That's great. But they do have to have some level of independence uh, in order to be able to uh, walk comfortably at the store and get to the car, get in and out. But, of course, we stand by to assist and we offer whatever support we can without putting anybody um, you know, physically in a bad position. So it sounds like there's no time limit on any of the services per, for a particular day. You know, like I'll pick you up at 9, but, you know, I've got to wrap you up by noon because I've got Mrs. McGillicuddy to pick up at 1. Well, you know, when folks call in for the request, the coordinators are very specific about getting detailed information. So when Mary calls to say that I'd like to go to the dentist at 12 o'clock, we're going to ask her the name and the address of the dentist. We're going to also ask her, how long do you anticipate being there? And then if she says, I'd like to follow that up by going to the bank and going to the drugstore, uh, again, we get the address and the exact location of where they want to go and approximately the amount of time they want to be there so that when the volunteer selects an assignment, they really know what they're committing to. We want to be fair to everyone, and we don't want anyone to be surprised. Um, I always tell the volunteers, we want this to add to your life, not subtract anything from it. Fantastic. That's a great model. It add to your life and add to the public that you're serving. Right. Mm -hmm. So walk us through something that might be like 
a light housekeeping visit, maybe mm -hmm. tidy up the kitchen, mm -hmm. chase the Kirby around the, the living room. Um, how does that work out? Do they have to bring their own supplies or does the client have their own supplies? Like they might be like on rehab from a recent surgery and they're really not supposed to do any, any housework at all, mm -hmm. lifting or cleaning or anything. And uh, you provide a, that as well. That's a great example. Uh, and we do help people after surgery. We also help folks who just find they don't care to do housekeeping anymore, or perhaps they just feel uh, they can't get on the floor to wash the floor the same way they may be used to be able to do. So when they call that request in, the coordinators will also ask, let me know what types of things you'd like to have done. And we record that. And then uh, do you have the supplies? Uh, so that's all important, again, so that when the volunteer arrives, they know what they're committing to, about how long they're needing to be there, and if all supplies are available. Sometimes for things like yard work, uh, a volunteer may say, I have a favorite pair of cutting shears. I'd prefer to use my own to trim a, a bush or something. We can certainly, you know, allow that. That, that makes a lot of sense. But it's really up to the coordinators, uh, who are so good at what they do, to get the details about the request so that, A, we're meeting the needs of that individual, and also, B, that the volunteer knows what they're committing to. Now, I, I have a question. Now, obviously, sometimes people just want to get out. Have you ever been reached out to, to like, from an organization that says, hey, listen, here's some, some admittance tickets or, or something, like a movie theater or something that says, listen, you know, people can get out, anything like that? Would you look for something like that in a program? Has it happened yet? Um, like Bill's tickets yeah. or theater's tickets or something? To my knowledge, it, that hasn't exactly happened. Um, you know, if we, someone approaches us and says, hey, we have, let's say, Bill's tickets, like you said, for example, we have four Bill's tickets, you know, we'd like to, to give the two pairs to your, to your care receivers or your volunteers, um, you know, if we can make a match happen like that uh, to take somebody out to, let's say, a Bill's game, um, you know, why not? Um, but it really would be a case-by-case -case basis and what the availability is and, you know, finding if it works for both a care receiver and a volunteer. Because, I mean, we have all these different wonderful things here from our, our sports teams, including the Bisons. Mm -hmm. It's always wonderful to go to the, to the ballpark. Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's theaters and, and shades and different things. Right. Uh, so if anybody is listening out there, this might be a subtle hint to reach out to Angelina and Heidi. And please, the phone number again for them to call. Yes, 716-406-8311. And so volunteering and all those other things. What is, uh, I'm going to start with Heidi. Heidi, what is one of your favorite stories from your experiences? How did you know I love to tell stories? Uh, just a hunch. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, as I speak to groups, as Angelina does, we give you a lot of information, which is important. But it's the stories that I share that people go home and they tell their family at the dinner table that night. Because people ultimately want to know, how am I going to feel when I volunteer? What is that experience like? So we do tell a lot of stories. And I have many, but I'll keep it brief because we, we only have an hour, I'm told. Um, when I did an intake, which is when we bring a, an individual on for services, for a, a lovely lady by the name of Josephine, she, um, we went out and I... I took the information to bring around for services, getting emergency contact information, going over the memorandum of understanding. And she said to me immediately, she said, Heidi, I want you to know I have a wonderful family. And I said, well, Josephine, that's terrific. How can we help you? She said, well, you know, like so many people, my daughter, she has three sons. 
And boy, oh boy, is she busy. She's running them back and forth to sports practice. She works full time. And my daughter's wonderful, but she's exhausted. And I don't want to ask her to do anything more than she already does. Now, she goes once a week and she goes to Tops and she gets my grocery order. And I'm really appreciative. But she said, Heidi, here's the problem. I'm very depressed. I never leave my house. I'm grateful when the grandkids come to visit. I'm grateful for my groceries being delivered. But she said, I'm no longer a part of life, and I need to get out and be a part of life. And I said, Josephine, we can help you. So probably one of the first requests that I filled for her, um, there was a volunteer by the name of Joe, and he uh, took the request. And she got in the car, and she covered her face, and she said, Joe, don't look at me. I haven't had a haircut in six months. I don't really look like this. And I think their first trip, he took her to get her hair cut. She felt better about herself. Well, then the next trip was to go to Barnes & Noble. She said, you know what, I'm an avid reader. There is nothing better than picking out the books you want to read. And I bought five books, so I'll be set for a while. She then went to the optometrist because her glasses were, they had a little crack in the frame. No one noticed it but her. And she said, I feel shabby. Well, Joe took me and I got a new pair of frames. I got my taxes done. And she said, I started to feel better because not only did Joe and I become friends in the car, we love talking about baseball. We love talking about sports, movies, food. But she said, I was out in the world once again and I wasn't depending on my daughter, not asking any more of her. Well, Josephine went to her doctor and for a regular visit and the doctor said, Something is different about you. What's changed? She said, I'll tell you, hearts and hands. They came into my life, and I feel different. I feel better. The depression has lifted. I have a new friend. I'm out in the world again. And she said, I feel independent. And he noticed the difference, and she felt the difference. And when I heard that story, I said, boy, oh, boy, is this worth it. Uh, and Joe, by the way, said he had never felt so good about any volunteer experience he had had because he knew he was truly making a difference. That's a beautiful story. Do you get called upon to go to uh, someone's home and do an assessment and sit down and talk with them to see if there's anything that you could provide to them that they might not have known before? Besides a ride or light housekeeping, is there... Something that you could do, like on an assessment, if someone does call you up and say, we'll come out and visit you and, and see how things are. Yes, so um, that's actually our model. Um, whenever we get a call for services, as soon as we're able to remove that individual off our waiting list, our first step is to do an intake assessment where one of our staff members will you know, go to the home, schedule a time that's convenient for the uh, person receiving services. So that way, not only can we lay eyes on them to you know, see what their mobility level is like so we can inform volunteers um, and assess their, their home situation, but at that time we may see, you know, you really could benefit from, let's say, some housekeeping or, or I know you only signed up for housekeeping, but what, what's your transportation situation like? And we really have those conversations to, you know, get that information, see how we can help. And if we can't help, then we can give them, you know, referral sources that will be able to assist them further than we can. Good. And so all of this driving around here and there and, and back and forth to the office and from the home to the doctor's office, to the grocery store, to the restaurants, to the events, uh, gasoline is, is needed. It to, is. To, Move, move the car around or the yeah. truck around. 
So how do you handle the increase in the prices of gasoline, which everyone is feeling, feeling that pressure? So have you had to reduce any services or have you covered it all? So thankfully, we have not had to reduce services. A uh, great thing about our organization is we actually do reimburse our volunteers' mileage. It's up to the volunteer whether or not they choose to accept that, and they can decide at any time they'd like to accept or deny it. But that is one good thing that we offer within our organization, and we do keep up with the gas prices and assess that you know, as they increase and um, whatnot. And I guess to say along with that, we also do hold supplemental insurance coverage for our volunteers as well. Oh. And that goes for auto and liability. Very well. You know, our feeling is that volunteering shouldn't have to cost you anything. And the folks who are on a fixed income are very interested in volunteering. We don't want the cost of gas to prevent them from doing something they'd love to do. So uh, we're really grateful to be able to offer that reimbursement. I'm taking a segue to work on a daily basis. I don't know. I mean, I've just, I haven't been able to drive the car for weeks. I think, you know, you know, I'm not quite a senior yet, but Carl, can I borrow your ID? Maybe, well. and, you know, get a ride or something here. Sure. Uh, I, you know, we do look alike. We do I mean, have those radio faces. Practically twins, yeah. Practically. Practically. Yes. Absolutely. Um, so, no, but 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 all, all kidding aside, I mean, because... Of course, that would affect volunteerism, but the fact that you have a reimbursement program there and they get the option of whether they're going to do it or not. I mean, it, it almost sounds too good to be true, but here it is. In how many years now? 19. Next year will be 20 years. That is, 20 comes after 19. That's what they tell Just us. like this episode. Just like this episode. Perfect timing. Wow, look at that. See, that's how that works Speaking out. of a segue. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Ooh, oh, and, ooh, we, and, humor. And, sorry. and we should thank uh, Council... And Sean Rautenstrau for introducing us to Hearts and Hands. Hey, Sean. Nice Thank job. You very, nice job. Very, very much, Sean. Um, One of our active council people here in the city, along absolutely. with yourself and a couple yep. other folks there, and, and Jenna and the mayor and everybody. It's, it's, it's great when a community uh, gets, gets away from the politics and gets behind the people. And that's, it sounds like what's happened here, and you know, I couldn't... Uh, I couldn't be more, more pleased with all that. Uh, I'm going to start off with, with uh, Heidi. Do you have any, any uh, parting thoughts until our next episode? Well, we welcome anyone to give us a call if you have questions about what we do. Our website is a terrific way to find out more about us. Uh, and we encourage you to reach out because um, you'll, you'll never realize until you start how good it feels to know you're making a difference. And people tell us this all the time. Uh, again, the flexibility is, is wonderful. You only take assignments that work for you according to your schedule. And uh, I promise you, it'll be a great experience. Our volunteer trainings, so that you know, can be done via Zoom or in person. They run one hour. Uh, Angeline and I both do Zoom trainings. Or we meet at local libraries or senior centers to do an in-person volunteer training. It's simple. It's easy to get started. We encourage you to reach out and let us know if you have questions. If it's via Zoom, there's no snacks. I know. But my cat visits. So <laughs> oh, that's okay. kind of the bonus, right. and he gets a snack. Right. <laughs> uh, and that website, again, is HNHCares, all one word, HNHCares.org. Now, Angelina, 
yes. go ahead and try to top that. I dare so you. I will first say thank you for having us on this wonderful podcast. Uh, we can't wait to share the podcast with our volunteers and our following. Um, so hopefully you guys get more of a following, which is great. Um, one thing I will say, though, whether it pertains to us or other nonprofit organizations that you love to support, Give 716 kicks off today as of 7.16 p.m. So it's kicked off. It'll run for the next two days until the 16th at 7.16 a.m. And that is put on, for those that aren't familiar, by the uh, Bills and Sabres Foundation along with One Buffalo. So if you go to give716.org, you can search Hearts and Hands or your favorite nonprofit, and that's a wonderful way to donate. And they have wonderful sponsors that are matching donations every hour for the course of the next two days. Maybe, maybe some of those sponsors could, you know, let loose with a couple of tickets, maybe give some of Hearts and Hands right. drivers and clients uh, <laughs> a special treat. I would, I would uh, love that. Um, thank you so much for coming. Carl, you always have pearls of wisdom. Um, if you don't have pearls, at least start with the sand and, and, and work it into a pearl. <laughs> work, it, work it into a pearl. Yeah. Well, all right. I, I just want to say uh, we had a wonderful time this evening. And, of course, we're always telling each other to do a good deed, pay it forward, help out a neighbor. And I think that's exactly what Hearts and Hands explained to us tonight. Um, if you have any questions, please reach out, talk to them. Uh, the basis for what they're doing is, is in their hearts, and we certainly can use a lot more uh, organizations like yourselves out there. So once again, thank you. Stay well and take care. Thank Remember, you. when your heart is full of love, there's no room for hate. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>